Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Two bombshells that you need to know about. One involves the Biden crime family and the DOJ weaponization. And the second involves a Biden former staff member who is now investigating Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Yeah, you can't actually make that up, can you? I want to give you the latest on these two corruption stories. They're obviously very important. These two stories are incredibly important because what they do is they expose not only the depths of of corruption or government, but also the depths of the corruption of the Biden family to get paid. So let's start with topic number one. There is a guy by the name of Victor Sokin. This past week, the former Ukrainian prosecutor that Joe Biden bragged about getting fired as VP has now come forward in an exclusive interview. Now, I want to remind you of what Joe Biden said, okay, when he was talking about Victor Sokin. This is the guy who got fired. This is Joe in his own words. I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and... Uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they, had, they were walking out to the press conference and said, no, nah, I said, I'm not gonna, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. That prosecutor that Biden was talking about in that video, in that audio, came from an event in January of 2018. The man that was fired was Victor Sokin. Sokin now is speaking out, and according to him, And his comments on Biden, he said when Biden was speaking to the Council of Foreign Relations in 2018, that clip, he says, was humiliating to the entire country of Ukraine because the people of Ukraine actually realized just how corrupt their country was and how easy it was for somebody in another country to not only forced the firing of Sokin, but how easy it was for an oligarch to get something like this done. It just cost you, you know, $10 million. Victor Sokin made it clear in his comments 
And he was angry that this happened and he wants the world to understand it. One of the things that he actually said here is he said this about Joe Biden and the billion dollars in reference to that video. Take a listen. I do not want to deal in unproven facts, but my firm personal conviction is that, yes, this was the case. They were being bribed. The fact that Joe Biden gave away $1 billion in uh, U.S. Uh, money in exchange for my dismissal, my firing, isn't that alone a case of corruption? Isn't that alone a case of corruption? Yes, it is a case of corruption. And the point that he was making there was that alone should be enough of a smoking gun for everyone right now to be freaking out over this. Sokin told Fox that Burisma illegally produced, sold, and utilized natural gas supplies. That alone is a horrible problem when it comes to Ukraine and the corruption in Ukraine. That's what he was investigating. In fact, his investigation, Sokin's investigation, took place while Hunter served on the Burisma Board of Directors. You may remember, Hunter joined Burisma in 2014 and departed in 2019 after his term on the board expired. Hunter's former business partner, Devin Archer, who also served on the Burisma Board, testified in a closed-door House Oversight Committee hearing in July. That amid pressure from Sokin's office and other entities investigating Burisma, company leaders turned to Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family for help. Archer said Hunter called D.C. for help help to get Sokin fired. We now know who he called in D.C. He called his daddy. And his daddy then did it and bragged about it. Now, the White House response to this, all right, they pointed to, quote, indications that Sokin was fired because he had been too soft on corruption. That, by the way, is a lie. The Biden White House also stated that that Sokin's office had not been investigating Burisma or Hunter at the time of his ousting in March of 2016. And it pointed to three reports published within the weeks of each other in 2019 by the Washington Post, the Associated Press, and the New York Times stating that Sokin's office wasn't investigating Burisma. Now, prior to this week, Sokin had not even spoken out. But this interview now provides evidence not only of the corruption behind his firing, but also of how it may have played a role in the current war between Ukraine and Russia. Now, I'm going to get to that point in a moment because that's also another very important point that needs to be brought up. But let's go back to something else that Sokin said. He said that everybody knows It was because of Joe Biden's actions that Russia was able to claim, as he put it, Crimea without even firing a single shot. You may remember that was happening also during this time. Listen, it is public knowledge. Uh, Everybody knows that it was because of uh, Joe Biden's actions that uh, Russia was able to claim Crimea without firing a single shot, uh, which, of course, eventually led to a full-scale war that is currently uh, underway. And now it's currently underway. You listen to Victor Sokin there talking about this, and you understand, yet again, this is a man who was just trying to do his job. According to Sokin, Burisma was no different than any of the other cases he generally handled. The only distinction that merited special attention was that the then vice president of the United States' son, Hunter Biden, 
was involved in the company at the same time the vice president was in charge of overseeing Ukrainian affairs for the White House. He was asked whether Burisma was engaged in illegal activities. That's one of the questions that Sokin was asked. And he said, yes, everyone knew they were. Listen. I have no doubt that there were illegal activities engaged in by uh, Burisma. As a matter of fact, the criminal case had been started before me. It continued to expand. And Zlochevsky, who at the time held the post of minister and was the founder and CEO of uh, Burisma, started bringing in people who could provide protection for him. Hunter Biden was uh, among them. And the corruption network expanded as a result. So, yes, to answer your question, there, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Burisma was engaged in illegal activities. So they were already in trouble. So can he to get out of jail free card. And how is he going to do it? He called in Hunter Biden and he went to Hunter Biden and he said, hey, Hunter, I'll hire you as long as your dad can give us the cover and the help we need to get rid of this prosecutor. And the Biden said $20 million or $10 million, I should say, and you got yourself a deal. That should tell you something about this family and how they worked it. And by the way, we don't know how much money came in from Ukraine outside of Burisma. We're still trying to figure that out. That's exactly what James Comer and Jim Jordan are trying to figure out right now. But what I can tell you is, while they're connecting these dots, it is very clear that the Biden crime family was compromised at a level that you could have never imagined. All right, let me tell you real quick about an amazing company called Patriot Mobile. For 10 years, they have been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile. They offer you dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the leftist agenda. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, and first responder heroes. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, making switching easy. You get to keep your same cell phone number, keep your same phone that you have right now, keep your same phone, or upgrade to a new one, and their team will help you find the best plan for your needs and save you real money. You got a small business? They can cover all that as well. All you need to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash ferguson, patriotmobile.com slash ferguson, or call them 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation when you use the promo code FERGUSON. Join me and make the switch today and protect our values and stand for them with every phone call. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 878-PATRIOT. If you want to know what it looks like after the money has slowed down, I don't think it's stopped flowing, but certainly slowed down from what it used to be because of all the scrutiny. Remember, Hunter Biden now has to be an artist to make a, a living and get you know, legal bills paid for by his buddies who are writing checks for millions of dollars. One of his best friends, he saw leaving his house recently and the guy's out smoking a bong on his front porch. Hunter Biden has been forced, a new report says, to downsize to a $15,800 a month Ocean View Malibu home. I'm not joking. Hunter Biden, who's enrolled in a tenacious legal position 
Reportedly downsized to a $15,800 a month Ocean View Malibu home, a substantial cut back from his previous $20,000 a month California residence. While the national average rental price is just over north of two grand a month, Hunter Biden, the first family's business rainmaker, pays fifteen eight a month for a beautiful residence on the Pacific Ocean. The Daily Mail is now reporting. Hunter Biden's new home is a three-bed, three-bath compound with panoramic sea views built on a cliff in a gated community. The rentals listing calculates the home square footage to be 2500 with an estimated value of more than $4 million. The property's listing described it as having a mesmerizing ocean view that are the ultimate backdrop for dining alfresco or stargazing over the shimmering Pacific and a vastly open floor plan, beautiful wood beam ceilings and large windows that give the illusion of being fully immersed and in total harmony with nature. Well, I guess it sounds like a great place for Biden. The house also boasts a luxurious kitchen and a guest studio with private balcony overlooking the ocean that creates the perfect artistic space. Ah, well, maybe he's just painting there, right? For Hunter Biden's protection, the Secret Service reportedly is running a home nearby for 16000 a month, which reportedly enjoys an ocean view and a hot tub. Hunter Biden and his wife, Melissa, moved into the Malibu rental from their $4.2 million canal-side Venice Beach house. Hunter Biden reportedly rented that property for about twenty grand a month. Hunter and Melissa were horrible tenants. Not only did they stiff the owner for months of rent, they left the house in terrible condition, a source has also told the Daily Mail. Melissa was rude and entitled. They destroyed the stereo equipment in the home, and when someone came to fix it, they were uncooperative. They also left the place dirty. Hunter Biden's move to Malibu comes as he is under investigation for tax, gun, and foreign agents registration act, FARA violations. In July, Hunter's sweetheart plea deal with the Justice Department fell apart under scrutiny from a Delaware judge. The agreement would have afforded Hunter Biden the ability to plead guilty for not paying taxes on more than $1.5 million in income from 2017 and 18, receiving probation rather than jail time. In addition, the U.S. prosecutor David Weiss devised a separate diversion agreement They gave Hunter Biden immunity from potential future charges. This is the same guy that wrote the sweetheart deal that's now supposed to be the special prosecutor investigating the Bidens. (laughs) It included a provision to essentially wipe a felony gun violation also from his record. Upon request from President Joe Biden's Justice Department, the judge dismissed the plea agreement on August 17th. Moving forward, the prosecutors expect the case to go to trial where it will likely be tried in Delaware or California. I wonder if you can get a good liberal jury in Delaware or California, which are two extremely liberal states. I'm going to go with probably yes. So just so you remember how compromised this president is, look at how much money the family needed to keep going, which goes back to what I was saying about Victor Sokin. This prosecutor says this had nothing to do with Biden. He also claimed that his, quote, firm personal conviction That he was fired because then Vice President Joe Biden and Hunter Biden were, quote, bribed. He says it's clear to him that they were, this was bribery. Shokin also said Biden's bragging about getting him fired was humiliating to the entire country of Ukraine. And he said the pressure was just too great for the Ukrainian government. Giving him money in exchange for firing alone, again, his words, as he said, and I want to play it again, he said, is enough for a case of corruption, is it not? 
I do not want to deal in unproven facts, but my firm personal conviction is that, yes, this was the case. They were being bribed. The fact that Joe Biden gave away $1 billion in uh, U.S. Uh, money in exchange for my dismissal, my firing, isn't that alone a case of corruption? Isn't that alone a case for corruption? I think we can all agree that the answer there is yes. Now, that's not the only issue with corruption right now. There's another one. The Bidens also have another problem brewing. We now know that Joe Biden had staffers. And those Biden staffers, now we know, met with special counsel Jack Smith's aides just weeks before the Trump indictment. You may remember Jack Smith, who is a special counsel that brought the charges against President Trump for allegedly mishandling classified documents, is now the kingpin to protect the family. There's another guy, a name that you probably never heard. You need to remember this name because it's going to be coming up a lot in the next several weeks and months. The name is Jay Bratt. Jay Bratt, who joined the special counsel's team in November of 2022, we now know took a meeting in the White House on March the 31st of 2023. He had a meeting with Caroline Saba, the deputy chief of staff for the White House counsel's office. How do we know this meeting took place? A meeting that should have never happened? A meeting that is screams corruption, especially when you have a special prosecutor that's investigating? Well, we know this from the White House's logs. Yes, this is proven because the White House visitor logs. They were joined, in fact, in a 10 a.m. meeting by Danielle Ray, an FBI agent in the Washington field office. And just nine weeks after this meeting, on June the 8th, Trump was indicted by Smith's office. Now, here's the part that gets very interesting. Here is what Biden had to say about Trump's indictments. You may remember when people were asking, like, hey, were you involved? What did you do with this? Did you have anything to do with this? Here's what he said. You notice I have never once, not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. I'm honest. Well, we now know that when he said that on June 8th, that he was a liar. We already knew Biden isn't honest just from the suspicious activity reports, from the pictures of him playing golf with his son's corrupt oligarchs from Russia and other countries like Ukraine. But now we know he's lying on this one. We have proof that his administration had their hands in the special counsel investigation prior to Trump's indictment in meetings that should have never taken place at the White House at a level that should have never, ever been in the same room with one another. That's not all we now know about Brat. Again, this is a name you need to remember. Other Brat meetings prior to the appointment of special counsel include he met with Saab at the White House in November of 2021 when Trump was involved in negotiations with the National Archives who were demanding the return of the presidential records from his Mar-a-Lago estate before a formal investigation had been opened. He was there for that. We also know that Brat's third meeting with the White House was in September of 2021 with Kathleen Riley, who was an advisor to the White House Chiefs of Staff office. The question is, what the hell were they doing in the same room together? They would never be in the same room together in a normal administration. 
Now, the logs do not provide any information about the discussions at these multiple meetings. We don't have that. They're apparently smart enough to cover their tracks that way. Now, Peter Carr, a spokesman for the special counsel, said that Bratt was at the White House for a case-related interview, but declined to comment further. Isn't that convenient? The FBI also declined to comment on this level of corruption. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about Bratt. Now, again, if you haven't heard this from anybody else, that's exactly why I love doing this show. And I hope that you will tell everybody about Bratt, because Bratt is a guy that is a longtime DOG, DOJ hand. He served, in fact, as the chief of counterintelligence and export control section in the National Security Division since October of 2018. In this capacity, he visited Mar-a-Lago. Oh, isn't that interesting? In June of 2022, to inspect these storage facilities at the property and personally interacted with Trump. So this guy, Brat was in Mar-a-Lago in June of last year inspecting the storage facilities at Mar-a-Lago and personally interacted with Trump. And now he's on the special counsel that's investigating. That's weird. Now, this was before Jack Smith was even appointed special counsel. This guy was playing the game before even Jack Smith was involved. Bratt later became the leading advocate, they say, for the unannounced FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago in August of 2022. After he met with Trump, he clearly hated Trump, and he was like, it's time to go. Stanley Woodward, a lawyer for Trump's valet, that valet, who has also been charged by the special counsel's office, has a new accusation against Bratt that you really are going to love. He is accusing Bratt in June of, co- of trying to coerce his client's cooperation by floating the fact that his client's attorney, right, Woodward, had an application to be a judge out. Now, for some attorneys, becoming a judge is a lifelong dream. And so Brat comes in. They're indicting his client, the valet of Donald Trump. He meets with his attorney, and he's like, hey, by the way, I saw you want to be a judge. That's interesting. In a sealed filing obtained by The Guardian, Woodward alleges that Bratt floated his past judicial application to suggest it might be looked at more favorably if his client were to cooperate with the government against Donald J. Trump. So you've got a guy at the FBI who comes down there to look at the facility. Then he's the number one advocate for raiding Mar-a-Lago. And then he goes to the, the lawyer representing the valet of Donald Trump and says, Hey, I got an application here for when you apply to be a judge. Get your client to turn on Donald Trump. Tell me what I want to hear. There's a very good chance I could help you get that courtship. That is what he is accusing him of. Trump's lawyers. The question now is, what should they do? Mark Levin, dear friend of mine, he said it on his show this way. Trump's lawyers should immediately file a motion seeking a court order for the information that I just told you about, including all records related to Bratt's meetings and discussions specifically at the White House. 
Now, what Levin was saying here, and and this is a very important point, Levin's a brilliant legal scholar. I consider him a dear friend and a mentor. But what, what Levin seems to think is that an overwhelming there's an overwhelming case for a special counsel because it's not only creates the impression of a conflict of interest, but a conflict of interest, in fact, based on what we know. This is this is one of the most corrupt fake investigations I've ever seen. Is there any other reason, by the way, for Brad to be taking these meetings at all with the White House's counsel office while part of an active investigation of the Bidens? And the Bidens likely, by the way, 2024 opponent, Donald Trump. That's the question we need to be asking. Second question. How does this look for the White House in regards to their involvement? I mean, if this isn't the definition of a White House cover-up, Woodward and Bernstein used to, you know have wet dreams about these types of things coming out. And should there be another special counsel involved in this clear conflict of interest? I think we can all agree, yes, absolutely. But the problem is Merrick Garland, who's a hack, Merrick Garland, who I don't believe loves this country, Merrick Garland, who is obsessed with protecting Joe Biden so he can keep his job as the attorney general, Because he's like, well, if I can't get my Supreme Court gig, at least I can ruin other people's lives. That's what this really is. It's about ruining people's lives. This is political warfare. And this is what they've been wanting to do for quite some time. They want this warfare. They want this attack. They want all of this, folks. They want every single bit of this. They are ready for this war. Maybe that's a better way of saying it. And they want to lock people up and they want to attack people. One other thing, by the way, that I have to say about this is if you go back to the Biden crime family just for a moment and you look at just the headlines, whether it's Hunter Biden going to a 15 a month Ocean View Malibu home, whether it's the fact that the media continues to ignore the scrutiny around Joe Biden's involvement in the, in the Biden crime family, whether it's the idiots like Chris Christie this weekend who came out and said Hunter Biden is not on the ballot, wishful thinking he matters in 2024, that's his actual quote. What we know is that Joe Biden lied at least 16 times about his family business involvement. What we know is that Biden was the product in the family business. Even the Washington Post columnists has now changed his mind publicly for the first time, saying that Biden's role in the family business, yes, it is now at a point where there has to be an investigation. The Washington Post columnist Henry Olson wrote, changing his tune on the scandal he previously dismissed as, quote, an irrelevant sideshow. And years after the Senate Republicans issued their 2020 Senate report detailing the Biden family business, Olson wrote that he changed his mind on the Biden family scandal because of more than enough evidence, quote unquote, saying this. I have long dismissed the Hunter Biden story as an irrelevant sideshow, but recent relevations have changed my mind, Olson wrote. There's more than enough evidence to merit a thorough investigation of President Biden's involvement in his son's business dealings. Olson said a couple of pieces of evidence changed his mind. Number one, he said Devin Archer's congressional testimony that Joe Biden called into more than 20 business meetings 
permitting Hunter Biden to sell the Biden brand to foreign business associates. He said, number two, an email that shows Joe Biden used an alias to receive an email. CC to Hunter Biden about business with Ukraine. He also had a burner phone, by the way. And three, the email in which Hunter said he would hold 10% for the big guy, and everybody knows who the big guy is. The big guy is the President of the United States of America, Joe Biden. This powerful evidence, he says, is not enough to prove, by the way, that Joe Biden sold out American taxpayers by changing U.S. policy towards Ukraine or China, but it sure does stink, warranting the need for a thorough investigation of Joe and Hunter Biden. I got to give credit, by the way, to Olson for for actually being man enough to say and and to be intellectually honest enough with his readers of the Washington Post to say, hey, we got a problem here. Like this is this is something that we need to look at. He even wrote this mature democracies do not use trumped up charges to imprison political opponents, but they do follow and apply the law regardless of political consequences. Only a methodical investigation of the Bidens can conclusively determine which side of the equation their activities fall. It's amazing how much the government's protecting the Bidens with all this. And isn't it amazing how easily they're throwing Donald Trump under the bus? Now, let me rephrase that. They want him to be in jail for 700 years. That's a life sentence, by the way. Make sure, by the way, that you share this podcast with your family and friends. Hit that little forward arrow and text it or put it on social media while the media does everything it can to try to shut you down, silence us, and make sure no one knows what's really happening. Also, hit that auto-download or subscribe button so you get this podcast each and every day for free. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.